Security clearance level 3 or above is required to access files. Command codes verified. Welcome back to GGR Pirate Radio. You heard the man, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. It is another episode of GGR Pirate Radio. I am joined in studio by the talented and wonderfully spooky Mr. Vikazim. Hey, hey. I've also got joining us uh, via the magical means of Skype. Uh, his name is Steve Monick. This episode will be spooktacular. That's my favorite word to use. I absolutely love spooktacular. I'm not sure why. It's just like I love using it when it comes to this. It is just the absolute best. Um, we've got this really rousing, loud Star Trek music playing in the background um, because I have no way of turning it down. So, <laughs> Skynet has taken over and it has decided yeah. to drown you out with Star Trek music. That Basically. was its first step. Well, the funny thing is, is like because we're not in the studio tonight, we're not at the FXBG Public Radio Studios, unfortunately, tonight. Uh, we're doing this via my laptop at my kitchen table. Um, so this is what we got. So I hope you guys enjoy the Star Trek music that I'm going to abruptly stop right now. There we go. Hashtag okay. behind the scenes. There you go. Yeah. We're, we're all about pulling the curtain back here. Um, I love this time of, of year. It's like my favorite season. I love the fall because the weather is nice. Like the, the trees start to change. Um, but there's like, there's, and I know some people give it a hard time, but like pumpkin spice, everything like I'm I down with it. it. I love it. It's I tasty. love pumpkin spice stuff. Um, apple right. cider, apple flavored stuff. Big fan of that. Like it's, absolutely. yeah, this has always been my favorite time of year. And because of that, I absolutely love Halloween. I have since I was a kid. Um, it's, it's always one of my favorite holidays. It's just such a cool time of year. Yeah. Um, but also I love horror movies and we are going to jump right into that. In fact, you guys can actually read, uh, some of our horror movie picks. Uh, if you go to the great geek refuge, um, which is greatgeekrefuge.com. Uh, click on articles uh, right there underneath the Starship Enterprise. Just click on articles and you'll see it right there. You just go down to movies and TV and you'll see my article. You'll see Vic's article. Uh, Andy did one too. Um, and then Steve is actually, this is the first time I've gotten Steve to talk about horror movies. So I'm very excited about wow. this. Um, so he'll be talking about them on the show. In fact, I'm going to let him start because he's the, he, he's the, like, the X factor in all of this. I have no yeah, idea right. what he's going to be- say. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, Steve, go ahead and start us off, man. What is your first horror movie uh, favorite? Yeah, so it was interesting coming up with the list because for me, like Halloween movies is a more broad topic than horror movies. So, like for me, like Halloween movies can be anything that's kind of like creepy and paranormal. So, things that made my list are just honorable mentions Shaun of the Dead. Army of Darkness, Young Frankenstein, Ghostbusters. Uh, we talked about James Gunn in the last one, but his movie Slither. Um, like some of these oh, ones dude. that are, they're That's not necessarily like they're not like true true horror movies, but they have those paranormal elements. But you know they're comedies or you know like James Gunn. I don't even know how you describe him. He's a little bit of everything mixed into a bag. Um, but so if we're talking true horror movies, um, I I can't. I can't get away from the movie Alien um, because the setting and the the tagline of in space, no one can hear you scream. I mean, it just it sets such a, um, a claustrophobic feel because it, it really is just a slasher movie. You know what I mean? It is really no different than a Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street or anything like that. It's just that the slasher is this alien. You have no idea what its agenda is. And you are in this ship in the middle of the blackness of space. And there's nowhere you can go. Like, you've never been more trapped. Like, sometimes, you know, Lori Strode, she's stuck in a house with Mike Myers. She can always run out the door and run down the street. You know what I mean? There's always that element of, like, maybe she can get away. Where the hell are they going to go in this spaceship? You know, so that always gave that extra layer to me. um, as, as, As a horror movie. And, you know, like, the sequels tended to be more action sci-fi but i always look at alien as a true horror movie it's just setting in a sci-fi element and they've tried to do that a couple other times like from oh god what are some of the other ones like uh was it horseman like dennis quaid movie um 
I don't know. They've tried to do a couple other. They did that video game Dead Space where it was like space yeah. zombies and stuff. Oh, but God, that game is so freaky. <laughs> like none of them ever really hit the way Alien hit. And when it has that kind of like seminal, like when you say Alien, everyone knows the movie. Everyone knows the famous scenes like the chest burster and stuff like that. It's so w- when it has that kind of like pot, it's so popular that everyone knows it. It, it needs to be mentioned. Um, I pulled up Rotten Tomatoes. They did a listing of the 150 greatest horror movies ranked by their like Rotten Tomatoes score. Um, and Alien was number nine. And I, I wow. thought like, wow, I, I thought maybe it would make the list out of 150. Sure. But, you know, nine it hitting the top 10. That surprised me quite a bit, um, especially with some of the other movies. I mean, like Psycho's there at number four. Um, I was kind of yeah. surprised to be King Kong on the list. Some of these ones are weird, but like the original Nosferatu from twenty two, yeah, yeah King Kong was like number is six. On there? Yeah, there were some yeah. weird ones on here that I was like, really? That's considered a horror movie? Okay. I mean, it's um, giant, a giant monkey. It's interesting because the Alien itself is a movie that basically does walk the line where some people actually don't consider it a horror movie. Some people put it more in the sci fi realm. Yeah, but but you're right when you break it down like that. It's right. It's a slasher that happens to take place in space. So there's no reason not to. To kind of pull the curtain back here a little bit, one of the ones on my list is uh, Event Horizon, which I consider it a horror movie more than sci-fi. Yes, right. it's sci-fi, but it's fucking frightening. Right. <laughs> like, that movie is scary as shit. Like, and Alien oh, is yeah. the same thing, you know? Yeah. Like, because Alien, without getting horribly, horribly graphic, Alien deals with a topic that is really uncomfortable for really anybody to think about because what that thing does the little check like the little crawler <laughs> thing yeah like the face hugger it essentially it rapes you you know and like yeah. you have no choice in the matter you are now becoming impregnated by this alien like that's that's really uncomfortable yeah and like that, that i think that is deep-seated like anybody's gonna see that and be like Ugh, that just turns your stomach just watching that like right. and, yeah as a tangent on that i don't know did you guys see prometheus Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't think it was overall a good movie, but the one part of that movie that really hit well was the scene where she is has been impregnated with the with the monster and she has to like jury rig that like it's like essentially an alien abortion that she has to have in that medical pod where it's like mm-hmm. we're not designed to do this kind of thing and like that was horrifying. You know, yeah. having that thing in there and, and her like struggling to get it out of her and and it was like that ended up being that squid thing that ate the the giant white buff bald dude and that's what made the first xenomorph prototype thing i don't know i mean that kind of got all weird but taking it all the way back to the basics man did that movie end up being awesome yeah um i I do want to say though real quick because we've done this before where we make a list of band names that would be awesome um a real sick death metal band would be alien abortion yeah, like that would just, be like your like yeah. your like heavy raw screaming death metal oh. band. Oh yeah, that's a great name for a band. Yeah, Alien Abortion. Yeah, that's got to go on the list. That is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so we're starting with that one, and I'll just dovetail off of that and go into Event Horizon. Um, utterly frightening. I I watched this movie as a kid yeah. in the basement of my dad's house, and I remember having to turn all the lights on in the house. Like, it was, like, 2 o'clock in the morning that I finished watching this movie, and I had to turn on all the lights and, like, check in every corner to make sure that, like, Dr. Grant from Jurassic Park hadn't, like, opened a portal to, like, take me through hell. Like, it was... The movie is fucked up. It is super freaky. Like, it is... Oh, God. It's, it's, and it sticks with you, too. It's really mind-bending, yeah. 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 It, 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 Event Horizon just stays with you for, for a while, and it's, um... It's, it's frightening. It's, it's really, it's really friggin' scary. Um, but I think that's a great kind of tie-in there, too, is with the whole sci-fi horror genre that Steve started with Alien. Yeah. Um, Event Horizon and Alien are, like, inter- not interchangeable, but, like, they're in that same category of just, like, some freaky stuff that you didn't think you'd ever want to deal with. Because most people, when they think s- space travel, you think Star Trek or Star Wars, and you're like, oh, those are fun. There's lightsabers and phasers, and aliens are sometimes mean. But for the most part, you know, we can just go to warp drive. Everything's great. No, but what if you go to warp drive and the warp drive takes you through hell? Uh, yeah, yeah okay. you know... What do you think about Predator? I, it's definitely not a horror movie, per se. If you think about it, Steve was it, Predator on that list. Slasher. Uh, I didn't see it. 
I didn't see. Yeah, and it's that in always line, re- that that always reminded me. I remember reading in middle school that short story, "The Most Dangerous Game," and I always felt like they made that movie. It was like, what if the, instead of like a rich guy, it was a sick alien? And so, yeah, the idea of like something hunting you that is pretty horrifying. I definitely, if I had to pick one, I'd probably classify Predator as a like an action movie, yeah. but. There are definitely yeah. some horrifying elements of it, of like this invisible monster just appearing out of the jungle and and ripping you to pieces, or you know stabbing you with a knife like or it blowing up. If he wasn't, if it wasn't Arnold Schwarzenegger, I feel like it might get more of a horror feel. Yeah, but when he's hunting Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know it's going to end up with a kind of like an actiony type of movie. So. And for sure, you could, you could very easily take that movie, the premise of it, and twist it and make it a horror movie. Absolutely. Um, but like the problem with that movie. And it's not a problem. Let me let me state that the problem with trying to classify that movie as a horror movie. Get to the chopper. Is, it is the most testosterone, most testosterone fueled movie on the face of the planet, and there's yeah, right. no man alive. Jesse Ventura, Carl that, exactly. Weathers, no Carl no dude, no dude can resist that movie. Like I don't care who you are, I don't care yeah. what lifestyle you live. You walk by and predators on TV, you're dropping what you're doing and you're watching that movie. Absolutely. Because like it's got so many great one-liners. Like when Jesse Ventura gets hit and he's and the guy's like, "You're bleeding." He's like, I "Ain't got." time to bleed <laughs> like yeah you're like what does that even mean it doesn't matter this is awesome exactly <laughs> yeah and like that part where Schwarzenegger's covered in mud and like oh, he lights brilliant. the torch and he screams that like guttural scream like yeah. that's that like speaks to men on like a level of like uh, of like primordial like like this is what happened like this is what we did as cavemen you know yeah. we fought each other in jungles covered in mud and screaming stuff like, yeah I didn't hear good things about the new Predator movie um, I, I saw a ton yeah. of previews for it I got yeah. really bad reviews and then actually bombed at the box office oh did it really um, yeah. but they really haven't since the first one they haven't really some people like Predators a lot the one from a couple years ago with Adrian Brody um, oh yeah yeah I, I watched that that was on um, it was directed by um, it was right. Rodriguez it wasn't, it wasn't bad it was alright yeah um, Predator 2 with Danny Glover back in the day. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yeah, I did. Yes. I liked it. Hunting the gangs of Los Angeles on the streets. <laughs> There's a lot of social commentary going on with that one, that's for sure. Yeah, but it was, it was all right. Yeah. Um, um, they gave Bill Paxton, you know, was killed by both the Terminator yeah. and the aliens. Yeah, killed by Terminator, killed by aliens. Yeah. Peed his pants in, uh, told, in uh, True Lies, yeah. yeah. He's, he's had a diverse ca- uh, career, Bill Paxton. Um, what's... <laughs> What's the first movie that you want to discuss, Vic, on your on your horror movie list? Oh man. Um, well, Halloween is always my has always been my favorite horror movie, and I'm super excited about the new one coming out next week. Um, from all the trail from the trailer and everything I've heard, it has like an amazing like 87 percent of Rotten Tomatoes right now. Wow. For a horror movie, it's like. That horror movies are normally never well received. Movie, yeah. It's like uncanny. So, um, and it has Jamie Lee Curtis back and John Carpenter did the score. So it's like, you know, it's probably as close to the the first one as we're gonna see. Yeah. Um, but like you said, we talked about how you had you know remember horror movies playing on TV when you grew up and stuff. It's like Halloween was always on TV on Halloween. So it's like before going out trick or treating, when you come back, it's still on. It was like that was just like. So, so tied into my childhood but I, as an adult watching it, I still think it's like the best horror movie um, just from a production standpoint the simplicity of it yeah it was just um, I'm, I'm with you on that too because I think that like Halloween might be the best horror movie it's not my favorite yeah. but it's the best it's the most complete it's the most flawless I mean if, that, if, if you can even say that but like just from start to finish it's scary it's unnerving and the and i think the best reason why is you never actually know why michael myers is doing it right exactly. you never know it's just he's just and, and yep. you find out that it's his sister and you're like whoa what, what did she like eat the last like piece of pizza or like <laughs> drink the last you know the, those little remember those little juice things that we used to have the the jugs <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah the little jugs of like flavored colored water yeah she like she took the last snack she drank the last one and she's got to die now yeah um yeah and it's just like also um i think with horror fans um probably two of the directors that get held like a super high regard are john carpenter and wes craven yeah and uh, they're both their filmographies are pretty pretty amazing, but but John Carpenter just man, I don't know if you uh, 
Have you? Do you remember? Have you seen the thing? The old the thing with um, the nineteen eighties the thing? Yeah, the yeah the one with uh, Kurt Russell. Yeah, that really holds up too. Like I watched that yeah. recently, and it was still pretty fantastic. Um, the special be... effects steal the show in that one. Like yeah, and they it's still, they like still Halloween is yeah. Halloween is more about the the ambiance and and like like you said the score that the John Carpenter did and just kind of setting the stage for what would be a whole slew of slasher flicks. But the thing is all about the like the gross, amazing special effects in that one. Yep, and that has that same sort of uh, kind of claustrophobic like feel of Alien. Basically, it's like where can they go? They're kind of trapped in the situation. That tr- that trapped yeah. in yeah. general is always a really really good genre to use because there there is that extra level. Like you said, claustrophobic. Yeah. Um, and like we'll tie this in with an episode next week because um, James Rambo who's a new GGR contributor couldn't join us this week but he's a huge horror fan too and he's got an incredible story about John Carpenter's The Thing because um, when I first started my my new podcast thing um, uh, stop me if you heard this it's all about the stories behind music or movies or TV like that you didn't know and one of the stories that I was telling about was, was Weezer and like Weezer's second album was really just it was critically panned it really bothered Rivers Cuomo the lead singer so much so that like he wouldn't even talk about it for years after the fact and then recently like within the last like three or four years that movie went platinum because it gained this like cult following and Uh. he was saying that the thing by John Carpenter is the same way that it was just critically panned it didn't do well and that when people come up to him and talk to him about how much they love the movie he's still bitter about it and he's just like fuck that movie like nobody understood it like it's yeah yeah um, that's absolutely true. It was panned by critics. Um, it just really, like, honestly, like, in the last, like, five, ten years, it's taken on a huge resurgence. Yeah. Like, if you go, like, on the, the horror Reddit, which is, like, basically your most hardcore horror fans. Yeah. They, a lot of them, it's, like, their favorite horror movie of all time. Yeah, I've it's heard a, big, a I've had a lot of people say the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and even when you see a list online of, like, there's a lot of articles that rank John Carpenter's movies, and number one is always, like, either The Halloween or The Thing. Yeah. So he's one one A one B basically. Um, um, to tie so. this in, because I, I and and Steve, if you can follow with the kind of the trend that we're doing here, man, uh, by all means, yeah. with your with your next one, we've been talking about that trapped element, and how that is unnerving and it makes a movie a little bit scarier. The Shining. They're trapped at the Overlook Hotel, snowed in, and like. For a long time, this was my number one. This was my number one horror movie. But you know what changed that? Was reading the book. Because the book is ten times better than the movie. And the and the movie's really goddamn good. But the book is just ten times better. I actually, I actually have your copy of your book, by the way. You st- <laughs> That's who I gave it to. I was trying to figure out who I let borrow it's, that copy. It's on my shelf, actually. Is it? Is it? Okay. All yeah. Right. Did you, actually, did you actually read it though? <laughs> I've read like the first half of it. Have you? I gotta finish. But do you see what I'm saying though? Like just it's in the different. book, it is different. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like that's that's another element to that. In the book, it's even more prevalent. It's like, and, and it really answers a lot of the questions that you have from the movie. Like like remember, and I and I put it. There's a picture of it in my article where it's the the dude in the suit and the guy in the dog suit, and you're like, what are they doing? Um, you know what they're doing. We, we know what they're doing, yeah. But, like, they actually explain it in the book. And it's not as bad as it seems, actually, in the book. Um, it's But, yeah, still, read the book. The book's incredible. And, like, to, to quote myself, um, I said, this movie is still in my top six, but that's how good the book was. I feel like I'm an advertisement for childhood reading advocacy. Read books, kids. There are way more details, and you can ignore people, and they'll think you're smart. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. The book's almost always better than the movie. Yeah. Because the, the details. Yeah. Um, Steve, what is next on your horror movie list? Um, I guess if we're keeping with the whole theme of being trapped and all that kind of stuff, um, I guess I, I I really like the original Saw. I thought the oh, concept yeah. was was unique at the time, um, and and a lot of people just thought it was like, oh, it's just the the torture porn. You know, gore fest kind of thing, and it, it to a degree, yeah, it is. But I always thought the mentality of like this strange person has trapped me in this situation, and kind of making people like reevaluate, like why, you know, what what do I value that kind of stuff is like. 
it got away from the whole like I'm a slasher villain and I'm just killing people to kill people, and it, it kind of brought right. a morality to it beyond the just like hey teenagers banging each other get stabbed like that's the whole meant morality thing uh, of those slasher flicks. This one was like hey you were cheating on your wife or you're a scumbag or you tried to kill yourself. Do you actually value life? And, you know, I was like you know what that's kind of an interesting concept, and then the, the twist at the end is interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, a lot of the sequels weren't near as good um you know all, oh, they, like yeah. all like the other ones <laughs> that spawned off of it like hostile and stuff like that um i yeah i never really got into it but i remember seeing the original one and being like wow that's really uh that's really something else you know i, I like that movie and it sticks with me like when i think about horror movies or whatever i think yeah you know what that one's i, I would go back and watch that again whereas there's a lot of other ones where i watch once and go eh, okay you yeah. know what's interesting is like um, we talk about um, often, uh, Vic, Steve and I will say that like when it comes to spoilers, we don't really care. Somebody can spoil something for you about like a, a certain fact about the movie or the TV show or whatever. But for the most part, the execution is more important to yes. us. Like if we know like, oh, okay, you know, spoiler alerts, uh, Spider-Man turns to dust at the end of uh, Infinity War, you know. Um, we don't really care about that. It's seeing that because honestly, you can hear that. But then when you see him go, Mister Spark, Mister Stark, I don't feel so good. I don't want to. I don't want to go. That's gut wrenching. That was. But with Saw, Saw, because um, we had this conversation that there are certain movies that you can't give away the spoilers, and yes. Saw is one of them. If it's heavily based on a twist ending, yeah, a la Sixth Sense or yeah. Saw, which my brother will never forgive me for ruining the Sixth Sense ending. So <laughs> I know from my career. <laughs> So if it's Wait, hang all on. contingent on a huge twist, quick, then quick, as, quick aside here, which 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 brother, the doctor or the drug dealer? The doctor. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Showing the diversity of my family, so <laughs> we all we all went in different directions. That's for sure. <laughs> No, the I'm, I'm just, sorry to blow to blow up your spot like that, dude. I just like the joke was right there, and I couldn't help myself. Oh, I say I, I describe. I actually use the terms thug brother and doctor brother. Is <laughs> that one my friends? So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just so as that, an update, I'm I'm keeping track on this, and some of these are kind of interesting with the Rotten Tomatoes list. The Shining is 95th on their list. Yeah. And wow. Halloween is 53rd. Uh, I did not see Saw on here at all. Wow. And also, wow. I just phrased nice. it that way so I could say seesaw. seesaw. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> Vic, what you got next on your list, buddy? Um, well, horror has many subgenres, so we've talked a little bit about, I'm going to just coin it right now, the trapped genre. <laughs> we just think we just created that. Um, but I have to shout out the zombie genre, um, which the original zombie movie is George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Um, George Romero, another classic core director held like a very high esteem um did the original dead trilogy which was night living dead dawn of the living dead and day of the dead uh those first two are basically considered classic horror movies dawn of the dead night living dead yeah we can um, roll my my dawn of the dead was in my top five so we can just roll that one in with your review here yeah because i think, I think good, you wouldn't want to watch choice, one yeah. without watching the other if you watch night living dead you have to see dawn of the living dead dawn of the dead also um but yeah, basically it kind of just, I mean, we've seen zombie stuff in so many different variations since then that zombies almost seem kind of like a, like an outdated or overplayed concept now. But go back to the simplicity of the old original dead movies. Uh, just zombies well, are here. We don't know why they're here, but they're taking over. What is the, What are humans, how are they reacting? Some are reacting know, the funny thing about violently, is... some are reacting by going into hiding. It's just... The effect of that in real time it really it really is like a, a, a an analysis on the human condition like how do, how do humans respond just like if you watch the walking dead yeah like your most dangerous things are not the walkers your most dangerous things are the humans that are left right and time it, the movie's all about in times of turmoil how humans turn against each other yeah or in their minds going for survival means they have to sacrifice their fellow man um yeah so a lot of psychology going going behind that um and Steve, it sounds like you want to talk about Dawn of the Dead also, which I think is just also like a very extremely claustrophobic because they're literally trapped in a mall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but George Romero manages to also make kind of a social commentary on that also. On consumerism, that's consumerism. what the zombies were. Yeah. They, were, were they were us constantly buying. Absolutely. You know? The fact that these guys get so comfortable in the mall <laughs> that they, they, they don't want to leave the mall. 
at a certain point. It's uh, the access to everything there. It's, it's it's crazy. But and even the only thing I'll say too is the Dawn Dead remake. Although you should definitely see the original. The Dawn Dead remake is actually special in its own way because it's a remake that actually did not replicate the original. It did its own thing, just used the same name, but made a really good movie on its own, can stand on its own. So yeah, and I usually hoard. Well, I usually hate who doesn't love remakes, Big Red. So. This right. is true. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, well, Steve, like, give a little insight on this too, because Romero is like one of Pittsburgh's golden children. Like, he's he's your guy. Like, it, yeah, it's like him, like him, it's like him Palmer, and Mister Rogers. Like, those are the yeah, three. Um, and yeah, numbers update: Night of the Living Dead was twenty-two on their list, and um, Dawn of the Dead was seventy-third. Um, so they both wow. made the list, obviously. Uh, I, yeah, I was kind of surprised there was such a gap between the two because, like Vic said, I kind of just see them as one piece. They really, you know, flow so well together because Dawn basically picks up right where Night of the Living Dead left off. You know, there's yep. it's like the next morning and they're the news station and they, you know, work their way over to the mall and everything like that. Um, but yeah, Dawn of the Dead uh, was filmed at the Monroeville Mall, which is dangerous now for a different reason, um, other than zombies. Um, it's a little thing called gangs. Uh, you do not <laughs> want to be you do not want to be at the Monroeville Mall at nighttime. I'll just say that. Um, but that's actually when they had to film it. They had to film everything overnight uh, because that's the only way they were allowed to, you know, have access to the mall when it was completely abandoned and everything like that. Um, and Night of the Living Dead was filmed not too far away from where I live as well. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely, like you said, the kind of a hallmark of the area. There's a lot of people here who are um, George Romero fans. There's a lot of people who are just generally zombie fans, like the Monroeville area. They have, like, zombie, like, 5Ks and stuff like that. They do they wow. do zombie stuff all over the time. But, yeah, it's like it's running 5K, cool. but then, like, there's zombies that, like, chase you and stuff. So, I mean, they do... You know, film festivals for for Romero and and different zombie type things. So it it definitely is in the zeitgeist around here. Um, was it Mike? Did you say that like zombies kind of get played out a little bit, or was that Vic? But well, it was yeah. it was it was Vic, but he's right. Like in my, in my opinion, and um, my tie in with that um, is the zombie genre was was dying. You know, no pun intended. Um, for the most part, until number two on my list of favorite horror movies, 28 Days Later, came out. And True. what's interesting about this movie, too, is like this one has become so ingrained with our, our culture, and you don't even realize it. Because it's a, it's, a it's a damn good horror movie. It's a really good zombie movie. But like it changed the whole genre. They, they stopped being these slow, ambling, like, eh, it's not really scary, to these fast, sprinting, holy shit, what am I going to do? <laughs> like, monsters. Yeah. And like so much so that when I went and saw um, uh, Chuck Palahniuk, the writer, the guy who wrote Fight Club mm. and um, a bunch of other amazing books, he talks about that. And his, like, when he's talking to, like, I went and saw him speak at the Philadelphia Free Library, and he talks about it. He says, whenever I'm writing a story and I get stuck with something, I always think to myself, what would happen if sprinting zombies showed up? <laughs> he's like, or, like, I'll be watching, like, right. an English period piece, you know, like Pride and Prejudice. And I'm like, what if there were some sprinting zombies? <laughs> and, like, it, it, it has, it changed everything. It, it became a whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. And this movie, I mean, this this also does a a mirror to ourselves moment where it really makes you look at what's more frightening these rage monsters or wait are we the rage monsters right and it's it's just an incredible movie if you've never seen it um it's danny boyle at his best check this one out like i feel like everybody has to see this though right like everybody's seen 28 days later yeah. right yeah yeah it's um i think i'm pretty sure it was a um it had a huge cultural impact at the time i think it was like a really I mean, wrong. I think it was. I feel like it was a really big hit movie in my. In I my remember memory. going to see it in the theaters, mm-hmm. and there were two different endings. Yeah, like I, I want to say I saw and, like a oh, second. Oh, really? Release. Yeah, I went and saw a second release of it, right? Because when it first came out, I was I was doing stuff with the military, so I couldn't go see it. But I really wanted to see it, and a friend of mine was like, "Hey, as soon as you get home, we'll go see it." And we saw it, and the it was a re-release in the theaters. Ah. And what it was is you saw the original ending where they get um, they get uh, Cillian Murphy help, and he uh, he recovers, and everything's fine. 
But the other ending, if you stayed after the credits, they showed you the other ending. The other ending, he actually dies. Oh, wow. And the two girls are like, the, the younger girl is like, what do we do now? And the older girl is like, we keep moving. And they just leave him there. And it was like, it was, it, yeah, it was like, damn. Huh. But like, it was, yeah, that's it was still the ending a, I remember. I didn't, I didn't know there was another one. No, there's an ending where it's a happy ending, basically, where they like, huh. um, the, the zombies are like dying on the side of the road and like this airplane goes flying over top and like, yeah, yeah there was two, two endings. Do you, which one do you remember? I think the, the second one you're talking about, actually, I think is the one I saw also. Oh, well, crap. Now I'm confused. Like, which one was the real ending? Uh, now, as we look it up, 28 days later. Was there a sequel also? There, yeah, 28, 28 weeks, weeks later. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and then that one made be a... me so mad because the whole time, uh, it's, at the very beginning, they introduced two little kids, and I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" As soon as the, <laughs> as soon as the kids are involved, I know some of the cool people are gonna die saving them. Here and it I, is, right we, here. Okay. We, was it Jeremy Renner was in that? Twenty eight weeks yeah. later, yeah. and he died like almost like halfway through. I was po'd. Okay, here we go. So it says, um, another 28 days later, Jim is recovering at a remote cottage. Downstairs, he finds Selena sewing large swaths of fabric. When Hannah appears, uh, the three rush outside and unfurl a huge cloth banner, adding the final letter to the word hello, laid out on the meadow. A lone Finnish fighter jet flies over the three survivors. The infected are shown dying of starvation, and the pilot calls in a rescue copter. Alternative ending. The DVD extra includes three alternative endings, all of which conclude with Jim dying. Two were filmed, while the third and more radical departure was presented only in storyboards. So there you go. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that was ninety fourth on the list. Twenty eight days later. Well, there you go. We're we're keeping up. Hey guys, real quick, uh, breaking news. Uh, MC Brooks just sent this to me. Uh, this is out of the horror genre, so we'll only talk about it briefly, um, and then we'll we'll Steve. I'm sure we'll touch touch on this in the geek sheets for next week. Uh, but Iron Fist season three is canceled. Wow. There will not be a season three of Iron Fist. Huh. Wow. I'm I'm surprised, and that sucks because I really thought season two was way way better, and then oh and they leave it on such a good note too like it could have been such a good season like wow was uh was you know what they're saying or what <laughs> it, I think it was up the the Rotten Tomatoes score was through the roof and everything I'm I'm wondering if they're gonna do something where they're canceling season three of his show but they are gonna do like a Heroes for Hire Listen like where they this, just though. where they just merge them together. It says Marvel television head Jeff Loeb previously spoke about the potential of Iron Fist Season 3, and it sounded like he was optimistic at the time. Speak to our friends at Netflix, Loeb said. Unlike the movie studio, which can announce a Captain Marvel movie will be out in 2019, the television studio will always be beholden to our networks. And so if our networks want another season of Iron Fist, we're ready to go. We're just waiting for the answer. The, show, the show's been out of a week. Um, unfortunately, Iron Fist won't be getting his own series, uh, but then... But there is potential for the character to continue in some capacity. He could appear in future episodes of Luke Cage, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, or The Punisher, which are still getting new episodes of Netflix. There's also the potential for Disney to revive the series or character on their own streaming service, especially with Marvel uh. Studios creating new series from movie characters like Scarlet Witch and Loki. So maybe that's what it is. And honestly, like the way they ended season two... Steve, did you finish season two? No, not yet. Okay, I can't tell you what happens, but like it, it leads you to believe that there could be some really awesome stuff they could do with it. But um, shout out to MC Brooks for, for giving us that nugget. So, um, yeah, we'll just let's let's jump right back into the horror movies, though. Um, so 28 days later. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really cool that we all had different memories of how that movie ended. Yeah. And it wasn't like a Mandela effect thing. It literally there were three different endings. So, yeah, we weren't making this crap up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's really that's really good. Um, Vic, what's, ne what's next on your list, bud? Uh, well, actually, I think um I think it's Steve. Oh, yeah, uh, Steve, it's your turn. I'm sorry, bud. Yeah. Oh, whatever. We're all friends here. But um, <laughs> did you guys see Cabin in the Woods? Yes. That, yes. That yeah. one really jumped out at, to me because – and I guess this is this is one of the, like those ones where you're like, how would you miss that? Like I've never seen the Scream movies, um, but, I, but I guess this one kind of had that same feeling where it's a meta commentary on horror movies themselves. And I, yes. it, I mean it jumps right out at you, and the twist on it is so – fun because and, and for those uh, that are uninitiated the plot is is there's this cabin in the woods and there's these it's essentially like a company and they have to sacrifice people to appease these ancient gods and that's what all of like the horror tropes are and so they have to like go into this cabin in the middle of the woods 
and and they find their way into like a basement and whatever thing they happen to pick brings out a, a different type of monster um and, and there's some twists and turns along the way but it was just a meta commentary on older uh horror movies like there's like slasher villain elements and there's like monster elements when they actually go into the like the corporation's holding cell for where all the different monsters are uh so there's like a pinhead replica and there's a giant spider and that kind of stuff um it is not directed by but i believe um joss whedon was involved in this as like a producer or something like that if i'm remembering correctly i knew he had some kind of connection to this i think he might have wrote it actually Okay. Yeah, it's direct. Oh. It's directed by Drew Goddard, um, produced by Joss Whedon, and written by Whedon and Goddard. So, Goddard directed it, but Whedon and him worked together. So that's yeah. yeah. And it's I mean, actually, like, I mean, if you if you know the horror tropes and like all the stereotypes, that's oh yeah, like a, a really fun movie. Well, that tied really really well together too because we were talking about Daredevil earlier, and uh, Goddard is the one who created the Netflix superhero series Daredevil. So like, mm. yeah. So ultimate tie-in there. Oh, and you have some talented people. There's good actors in it. I mean, like Chris Hemsworth's in it. Um, so, it, it, it if you like you said, if you've been a fan of horror for a while, it presses all the buttons, but it points out that it's pressing them, and and that's the whole point. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's kind of like, um, and it's not on my list. Um, I, I have it as an honorable mention, but I think it's on your list. Uh, very like very much like Scream, where. Um, the the one character and I can't remember the the actor's name who plays him uh, is Jamie Kennedy wasn't it yes where he starts talking about the rules of horror movies Randy yep mm-hmm. yeah yeah so like very meta in that sense where it's like breaking down what horror movies are but then it's a horror yeah. movie where you know the rules of horror movies so it's yeah, yeah the characters were people who grew up watching horror movies like we had so they had seen Halloween they could reference that in the movie it was really um, that was Kevin Williams wrote that who was like so involved in like kind of the the slash renaissance in the 90s he actually wrote i know what you did last summer scream um the faculty like he did a lot of stuff oh i love the faculty that's the one with john stewart and like the aliens are taking over yeah i love it and he did also he did the show dawson's creek so a lot of actors uh halloween h2o also like yeah there was a lot of dawson's creek actors and a lot of horror movies in the the late 90s so (laughs) But no, Scream is a is a classic. I would say for sure. Also, yeah, I yeah, that's I really one I got chastised for not seeing, so I need to get on that one. Yeah, it's 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 definitely worth your time, and it'll be a nice nostalgic uh, throwback for you because you'll be like, ah, the '90s. Like, it's, <laughs> yes, yeah. There's a lot of '90s in that movie for sure. Yeah, but it's it's I really enjoyed those Scream movies. I want to say I watched. Because there's more than three, but I remember seeing all three of the original ones and enjoying them. There very was much. a fourth one, I want to say like five or six years ago. Recently, yeah. Um, it, not as good. Not as good. They did an MTV series. That actually, actually wasn't bad, and that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my wife and I were watching it. And we really enjoyed it. Um, there's the screen... three of that coming out, but they're doing a whole new cast. Oh, they are. Yeah, but it's that was, that was pretty good. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we, guys, we'll we'll do a couple more minutes here, um, but like. I want like to go real the, quick to, to yeah. touch up on that scream 133 yeah. on the list cabin in the woods 36 so these there things are all over the place that we're picking out i like it there you go um i want to talk about um my i almost don't consider it a horror movie but it is hmm. um it's one of my favorite i almost call it like a revenge flick it's almost like punisher in the sense where it's like this ultimate revenge flick and that's carrie because the movie is so like it's not scary I don't think but it's like it's got some moments that are pretty frightening but like poor Carrie she you know she's got this awful mom she's like the butt of all the jokes of all of her uh, classmates you know she she has her first period in in, in gym class and everybody's throwing tampons at her and it's not funny but I'm laughing I don't know because I'm a horrible person I guess (laughs) you're the word (laughs) throwing tampons at her plug it up Carrie White come on that's that's comedy gold right there Um, but like you feel bad for her you do and then like you realize that she's got these powers and like she she becomes prom queen to like great but it's power all like, comes great responsibility right yeah great <laughs> power comes great responsibility to ki- to kill John Travolta and the chick cop from RoboCop um, yeah. but like when that pig blood gets dumped on her and she just snaps 
Like, I, you, that's, you're where, that's where the horrible be part of it starts, really. And you're rooting for so. the monster. You're just like, get him, Carrie. Like, they deserve this. You're rooting for it, but then you're kind of like, whoa, that was excessive. <laughs> Afterwards, you're like, oh, well, did you kill? You have to kill that person in the corner over there, yeah. minding his business? So. Exactly. You're like, you like Travolta. Travolta needs to die, because he always needs to die. And then, like, you know, again, the chick yeah. cop from Robocop, she needs to die, too. At first, it's like a, oh, yeah, it's revenge against the bullies, but then it's kind of... But then it's everybody. And yes. it's just like... This okay, Carrie, you've gone you too far. Unleashed a monster, and she can't control her powers. I, I don't care how, how how cute a young sissy SpaceX is. That you've gone too far, sissy. Um, but yeah, like I, I love this, and and you'll you'll notice a trend that I I love just about everything Stephen King. Ah. Um, in fact, he's so frightening that there's books of his and movies of his that I won't watch or read ever again. Mm. Um, Pet Cemetery is one of them. Because especially with having a son, right? Like that hits me on a level that just is like, nope, no, thank you. Like I'm not, I'm not reading this. And like even he talks about, like he wrote this book and he let his wife read it, right? And she was just like, what the hell is wrong with you? And <laughs> she was like, yeah. you can't publish this. And he's just like, uh, but I got a contract and I kind of have to. And you know, you know, baby, we need a new powerboat. So like, yeah. Apparently he had um. Like some huge like substance abuse problems. Abuse problems. Oh yeah, he was a day. heavy like, drinker. Yeah, I think he said he wrote. He was drunk while he wrote the whole book Cujo. Like he yeah. didn't like remember writing it basically. Almost. Yeah. So, um, so some of that stuff is. Yeah. But even especially he actually doesn't like a lot of his, the movies that are made from his books. Yeah. Like he's a fan of some of them, but apparently he's not that high on a lot of them. Yeah. Um, um, is so, he like Carrie? I don't know. I've never heard him comment on that. It was just yeah. Yeah, that was his first book that actually got big was Carrie yeah. that was like well, his that breakthrough and, um, novel that and Christine with the yeah and Christine's the, the a killer car great John Carpenter movie I think yeah. he did a good job with it. I never read the book though but yeah. but the movie was actually pretty good he um, he his TV game has been on point the last couple of years like they did a TV series 112263 which I'm just going to touch on quickly because it's not horror um, but it's on Hulu. Check it out. It's it's about time travel. It's got James Franco. It's 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 phenomenal. Check it out. But what is horror is one that he just recently did called Castle Rock. I've heard things about that. That is awesome. It is so good. Like if you guys haven't watched it yet, go on Hulu. It's like eight episodes. Like it is totally worth your time. It is fantastic. Hmm. Um, I want to touch on TV just real quick, and then we'll go back to the movies. Um, okay. Another TV show that I've that I've really fallen in love with that's horror is uh, Black Mirror. Yep. Black Mirror is incredible. Absolutely. It's it's such a good horror series. There's one episode in particular. It's season three. It's called Playtest. That is one of the most frightening things I've seen in years. Like, hmm. you, you ever watch a movie or like a TV show and you like are trying to figure out how much time is left because you're so scared? You're like, <laughs> I was like, I'm watching this and I'm looking at it and there's like 20 minutes left and I'm like, oh my god, this is so scary. Please just end already. But like, it's hmm. so good that you can't turn away from it. So, Playtest. Um, season three of uh, Black Mirror. I want to say they're up to like season five now. It's it's incredible. Definitely watch it. Definitely. It's yeah. A show. Um, any any TV shows that are just like I mean, other than like I feel like The Twilight Zone and like Tales from the Crypt. Those are like yeah. I mean, you got the classics. Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. Um, That's like Steve's jam, man. That was like his oh, first. Dude, I have first all nostalgia November. Don't don't even question oh. my knowledge on that. Um, do you guys consider Stranger Things in the horror genre? Or is that more sci-fi? Um, I think it's one of those crossovers. I think if the movie it is a horror movie, then Stranger Things could be a horror movie or a horror show. Then I think. Um, yeah, I put in the same category as it. So. Yeah, mm, I mean, I just I think Stranger Things isn't really scary though. I've, I've never been scared scary, by though. it. Yeah. yeah. But it it does does have that '80s horror action feel to it though. Yeah. It does a great job with that. That's a good. That's a good pull, though, Steve. I'm glad you mentioned that because I always, for some reason, I forget about Stranger Things. But every time the new season comes out, I just drop whatever I'm doing to watch it. So yeah, yeah. Um, what did you guys think about it? Did you see the the it movie last year? I haven't seen the new one yet, but I need to. Okay. And I and I really enjoyed the book. Um, in fact, it was the first audio book that I ever downloaded. And um, Stephen Wright. Stephen yeah. Wright was he was in that TV show Wings. He was also um, he was Jack Torrance in the TV series they did of uh. um, of The Shining. Um, hmm. But like he does, it, it's just him reading the entire book, wow. and he does the different voices for the different characters, and it's great. It's 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 phenomenal. Hmm. And the TV series with like John Ritter in it that they did the miniseries. I, I loved that oh. as a kid, um, but I, I've yet to see the new movie, and I I now well, it have was to. one of those that Stephen King did actually like. Yeah, he was a big fan of that. Yeah, the dude who plays it is the main one of the main characters in Castle Rock on Hulu. 
Uh, and he's just like that dude could just walk around and like talk about pizza and he's scary. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. It was. Um, it's actually like, it was, was the it? highest grossing horror movie of all time. Also. What were we saying, um, Steve? Was it Stephen Wright or Stephen Weber? Weber. Thank you. Thank you. Weber. Stephen Weber. Stephen Wright. I don't even know who that is. I'm just saying words now. <laughs> I think he was an old. I think he was a stand-up comedian in the '80s. Oh, the bald, yeah, the guy with the really dry delivery. Yeah, you're right. No, those are two completely different people. <laughs> I don't think he would do very good at reading, um, at reading a, an audio book. Yeah, Stephen Weber. Thank you, Steve. Good call. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Stephen Weber's f- famous joke of deadpan delivery was: I saw a guy hitchhiking, and he was holding a sign that said "Heaven," so I hit him. I hope he got there. <laughs> like. <yeah. laughs> Anyways, uh, um, let's let's give some of our other quick hitters here. Vic, what's in a movie that we haven't mentioned yet that we got to mention? Oh man, I think uh, any discussion about horror, you have to at least mention Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, um, he's just probably the biggest horror icon. Mm, debatable between him, Michael Myers, and Jason, probably. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned Jason. None of us have mentioned Jason. Ah, uh, there's yeah, Friday the Thirteenth is on my list. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street was mid '80s. It was the first thing to tackle kind of like the idea of somebody killing you in your dreams. Yeah. So the concept is really it's a really high concept. That's another trapped um, thing. That's an, that falls into that category too because you, it's not like oh you can God. avoid sleep. Yeah, you're in your mind. It's in your dreams. So. Yeah. Um, and the first one genuinely like there's no funny Freddy in the first one. It's like straight straight scary. Yeah, he did like, become kind of a, the first one. He became kind of a character of himself as the movies went on, didn't he? Yeah, doing music videos with the Fat Boys <laughs> and hosting his own like MTV specials and stuff. Like he did good. Yeah, he was a merchandise seller, so it's like you had to make him the star of the movies. But the first one, it's like a shadow in the background. It's like straight scary. Yeah, so, where, is that is that the one where Johnny Depp gets eaten by the bed? Johnny Depp's first movie. A lot of horror movies have a common thing where like there's a big star, like Kevin Bacon's in the first Friday Thirteenth. Um, Jennifer Aniston is in the first Leprechaun movie for whatever reason. Matthew McConaughey um, and Renee Zellweger are in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Yeah. And a then, horrible uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. And Johnny Depp and Nightmare on Elm Street. So that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a good, that's good that scene. That's it. Yeah. So. Steve, what else is on your list, bud? Uh, I did have Friday the 13th. I mean, of all the slasher flicks, that one's kind of my favorite. Um, and I, I hit the quick hitters at the beginning, like Slither and Army of Darkness. I really think yeah. I like. I think. Oh, we haven't even talked about Army of Darkness. God, I love that yeah. movie. Yeah, and also uh, Evil Dead too. Got to mention Evil all Dead of those. Too. Like yeah. an army, like Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two are, are frightening, and yeah. then Army of Darkness is just like one of the funniest, most creative things totally, I've ever seen in my life. Totally, like more of a went so far in the comedy part of it. Yeah. Um, that you're just surprised you watch your life. Have you, like, it's different, but it's a damn good Have movie. you seen the stuff on Stars slash, it's on Netflix now too, and that's Ash vs. the Evil Dead? Amazing. Great show. It's so good. Steve, have you watched any of that? I don't have, I don't have Axe. I don't have Stars. I don't know where don't else have, to get it. Do you have Netflix? It's on Netflix. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, there you go. They so, have, uh, it's three seasons, I want to say, but it's really like true to the movies. Yeah. Um, so it feels like each season feels like a one long movie basically so. oh yeah yeah and they're they're just that's incredible. always one of my it's still in our intro right where he's like lady i'm gonna have to ask you to leave the store <laughs> like his delivery yeah. bruce Campbell's delivery is so amazing shop smart shop s smart yeah when he's like when she's like who the hell are you he's like the name's ash housewares like, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. That, i remember watching that movie it was on sci-fi channel and I caught it like in the middle of the afternoon on like a Saturday. It was my little brother and I. We yeah. watched it, and we both were just like jaws agape. We were like, "This is the most amazing movie I've ever seen in my life." Man. Like, yeah, that is just such an incredible movie. Um, props to you, Steve, for bringing up one that I had thought about earlier and forgot to add to my my growing list, and that's Slither. And I didn't realize that was a James Gunn movie. I had never looked into that, but like, I remember watching that. I like, I grabbed it from when I, you know, as Steve likes to call them, the Halcyon days of blockbuster. Oh. Um, I, I grabbed Slither to take home to watch and I watched it and I was like, this is one, it's creepy. Two, it's really friggin' funny yeah. because like um, Nathan Fillion's delivery in that movie oh, is just man. dead on. He's so good in that movie. But like, that, yeah, that movie is fantastic. You got, you got Pam from, uh, from The Offices in that movie too. Like, 
Michael Rooker's yeah, in it, that movie. Yeah, that was early on. With I was just gonna say James Gunn and Michael Rooker hooking up. Elizabeth Banks is actually pretty good in that too. That's right, she is in that. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, Slither is a, Slither is a great flick, man. That was a that was a good call, dude. Um, one one that I haven't we haven't mentioned yet. And I know for some people this is this is a love it or hate it. There's very little middle ground on this movie. Um, a lot of people hate it because it gave them motion sickness when they saw it in the theaters. Oh. Um, I personally fell in love with this movie, and my relationship to this movie is like Steve's relationship to uh, all the Walking, uh, not the Walking Dead, uh, Night of the Living Dead, all the Romero stuff. Because Romero filmed all this stuff in Pittsburgh. He's from Pittsburgh. Um, Blair Witch Project was filmed in the Black Hills of Maryland, which is not far from here. And growing up in the D.C. area, hearing that something happened in Maryland, but not only that, there was a documentary on Sci-Fi Channel about it. Uh-huh. Everybody thought this was real. And this was the first time that they did internet marketing, too. Like, there was a website talking about help find these people. I thought it was real. It was crazy. I thought it was real, too. Everybody, but, my, school, everybody my school thought it was real. Right? Every, yeah, everybody thought it was real. And it, like, this was, this was, oh, God, I love this movie. And, like... The more I learned about the movie, the more I liked it because, yeah. like, I find out that like there really wasn't even a script. It was like, Lots like, and I, and I put it in the article here too. It says, um, uh, "This is this wasn't like most horror movies where the lines seem forced and cheesy. It may have to do with the fact that the, there wasn't a script. Uh, the actors were essentially given a framework for the story, and the lines were improvised. Every morning mm-hmm. they would get instructions for what they were to be filming that day. The main characters um, had never used video cameras before, which is why it has that found footage feel and right. why it's kind of shaky cam. Huh. But like one of the producers was was in the military, and this is immediately like it made me smile because I was like, this is what they used to do to us in the military is they would, they would fuck with them in the middle of the night and do, like, all sorts of horrible things to keep them on edge so they wouldn't get any sleep. And, like, that's why there's that frantic feel to the movie because they're all just, like, sleep-deprived and pissed off. Like, it's... Yeah. Mm. And, like, that ending, dude. Like... Oh, when scary. When the Mikey's standing in the corner, like, oh, my God, that was... Oh, that's such a fucked-up movie. God, yeah, I love it. camera just drops. You don't know oh, what happened. Just like... Yeah. yeah. Steve, which, which side of the fence are you on with the Blair Witch Project? I'm into it. Um, it came out like in '99, so I would have been 12 at the time. So I did not go see it in the theater. Like I got it after the fact, but I do have a memory of that. My friend had a birthday party, and we were playing tag out at night down in the woods, and he got this giant fish pillow, and we played the Blair Fish Project, and he had to throw <laughs> the fish and hit the person with the fish to tag them so the, Bla- I, the Blair I don't know I, I I don't know I just always associate the, that memory with that movie it's more so than any of the horror elements or the contents of the film I just remember this uh this Chris Rock joke he had about the movie where he was like the movie costs a hundred thousand dollars to make he's like where'd all the money go someone's walking around with ninety thousand dollars in their pocket <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, like hundred thousand, but just steady cams. Like all your, all your, all your budget was like was like tents and like the the cameras themselves, and that's it. Yeah, like even the hundred thousand doesn't show up on screens. So you're like, oh, where'd all the money go? Like, yeah, that's that's. I guess it's all on marketing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but, Blair Witch Project, absolutely. And that, that there's been so many imitators of that. Like that spawned the found footage genre, which is like ninety oh, yeah. percent of those movies are terrible. What's but. what's the one? Um, Paranormal Activity is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's like 15 of those. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I watched the first one, which was pretty freaky. It was. Um, that's another movie that had an alternate ending. The alternate ending was better than the real ending. The alternate ending basically like she snaps out of it and she's sitting there and she um, hears the cops like banging on the door hmm. and like they come rushing in and, and like she comes out of like her trance of being possessed by that thing right as the cops are there and they shoot her and kill her. Wow. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So that was. It kind of just ended where she just like threw him into the the camera, camera, right? right? And it just like kind of ends. Yeah. Um, Some some honorable mentions we didn't mention at all. Psycho. Yep. Um, The OG. Yeah. uh, The original slasher movie. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. Still, it's still a good movie to watch. Have it on Blu-ray. It's a good movie. Oh yeah, I think it holds up. What do you think about? some people consider Jaws a horror movie. Some people don't. I would, I would definitely call Jaws a horror movie okay. for sure. Interesting. Um, I was about to say, I don't know. That that music. I mean, you got the the score for it is kind of horror esque. 
Well, think about it. There's um, think I guess about, like all King the Kong all the earmuffs. Yeah, with monsters, yeah. it's always like it's so subjective. Like, is Tremors a horror movie? Like, is Godzilla it's... a horror movie? Yeah, um, I guess. I mean, that's pretty horrifying. You know, you're living in Japan, minding your own business. All of a sudden, this radioactive well, lizard people, monster comes out of the ocean and tries to destroy your city. Yeah, Jaws made people afraid to go in the water. There's oh yeah, like a swimming phobia from that movie. Dude, so. there's a okay. So there's there's movie theaters where they set them up like and there's like a swimming pool, <laughs> and then they have like the uh, screen right there, and you can sit on inflated like inner tubes and watch really? Jaws. And I don't think I would be able to do that even in a nah. swimming pool. That's too real. <laughs> I like that. Right? Like, yeah. How could you? Do you know, there's that? dudes messing with people and like swimming under and like poking them in the butt and stuff, and people are <laughs> jumping out of out of their seats. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, like you know, there's got to be people doing that. Because um, I would put that movie up there if we consider horror. Then it's probably one of the better ones. Yeah. I think okay. One that I have on my list of, of honorable mentions is uh, the Amityville Horror, and not the original one, not the one with James Brolin. I'm talking about the 2005 remake with Ryan Reynolds. Because I remember watching the original one and thinking it was like, eh, this is all right. But that 2005 remake was scary. And Ryan Reynolds is actually frightening in that movie. Mm. Like, normally he's, like, funny and, like, witty. But, like, he's scary as shit in that movie. Like, I it is... I don't remember seeing that. Wow. It's a, it's a good flick, man. And there's a part where, like... Because, like, basically they're moving into a house where, like, everybody had been killed. Mm. And, like, there's a babysitter watching the kids. And the babysitter sees the ghost of the little girl that died mm. like that was shot by her her father and like the little girl like little girl ghost like grabs the babysitter's hand and makes her take her finger and put it into the bullet hole in her forehead and I'm Jeez. like oh my god this is horrible like god. it's oh but it was great it was so good just to yeah. note there are six paranormal activity movies six paranormal activities ugh and the first one came out in 2009. So that's six movies over. They managed to cram in six movies in a pretty short period of time. They make nine movies, years, though. yeah. yeah. Just, and just they cost like nothing out. to make. Is that was Paranormal Activity part of the Blumhouse stuff that's going on now, or yeah. is that was that did that predate that? No, I think that all came from. I think it was Blumhouse's like first thing, like his first hit, I guess. Got you. Because that's their whole model. Like, they've kind of revolutionized yes. some of the way that they do movies. Is they'll pay and make, like, you know, 20 movies, and they're like, all right, each get a $100,000 budget, and you don't get a penny more. And yeah. then one of them hits, like, Get Out or on the, you know, um, the Paranormal Activity movies. The new Halloween movie, Jamie Lee Curtis says she made $14,000, which is just scale, basically, the minimum they could pay her, $14,000 uh, for the new Halloween movie. So Really? Yeah, so that's. It's not she, like she needs she the, the strip enough. It's to, not like she uh, needs the money at this point, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. got all that yogurt commercial money. Well <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's their model. They make and they Blumhouse is a you know there's some good ones in there. Um yeah. Happy Death Day was pretty good actually. I do want to give um a, a little credit to uh, to our GGR contributor uh, and friend Andy Barsh. Um some of the ones that he mentioned that we did not talk about. He talks about John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Yep. Uh, he said, one of John Carpenter's lesser-known films, and that's a shame. The movie is downright creepy and unsettling to its core. The atmosphere is full of dread and can be downright apocalyptic. The only downside is the stilted and uninteresting characters, but that's passable seeing has how the brilliance of Donald Pleasance and Victor Wong make up for it. Um, uh, he also mentions Joyride, which is a 2001 flick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's underrated. Um, you know which one we didn't mention? And, I, and, I, and it scared the crap out of me when I was a kid, and that's Poltergeist. Uh-huh. I thought you were going to say The Exorcist. I see. For somebody like like yourself, Steve, who grew up Catholic, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, but for me, I'm, I I'm Jewish. Not grew I don't up Catholic, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no worry. No, but yeah, the whole no, the whole concept of like devils and demons was always more yeah. horrifying to me than like a masked serial killer or aliens or anything like that. Like. Those ones are like they don't make my list because I don't watch them. They are truly terrifying. Like Exorcism, Emily Rose. I heard it was a great movie. I'll never see it. I'll never watch it. It's just terrifying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I gotcha. Um, that that doesn't really freak me out. That that just doesn't. No, I, I'm actually me. more scared by like the the serial killer that could be in my neighborhood feels more scary to me than. You know what scares me my, more is the psychological stuff. The psychological stuff really messes with me where it's like you could be crazy like the Blair Witch. Mm -hmm. Like because was that witch really there or did they go nuts? Like mm. The Shining, you know, what was it the ghosts that were doing that or was Jack Torrance always crazy? Like one that we missed and I'm oh, I'm so glad I remembered this before we ended the episode. Candyman. 
Oh, man. And, like, he... That's a classic. Dude, like, first off, like, can, can we can we talk about Tony Todd and his amazing voice and how oh, yeah. anything he says can be scary just because he's got that voice? But, like, not only that in that movie, he's so eloquent and he's so well-spoken. And, like, like Tony Todd, <laughs> it's... You, you want to listen to every single thing that he's saying, but he sounds like an English professor. So it's like... It's like he's killing you and murdering you, but you kind of agree with why. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I can see why you're murdering me now, Candyman. I get it. You're, you're good, dude. Don't worry about it. All those bees, that's freaky. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a horror staple. He's like a lot of these in the yeah. Final Destination series. And... Oh, yeah. And then he's like, he was the voice of, um, of, of Zoom um, mm-hmm. in season two of The Flash. And that just puts that character over the top yeah. because it's like okay this is already freaky but then Tony Todd starts talking and you're like now this is really he's like scary. The, the Morgan Freeman voice of horror movies and yeah, there you go he's <laughs> the Morgan Freeman of, of horror movies yeah <laughs> were there any others that we that we missed guys that are just like they're just creepy and unnerving part two man there's too many of them I know they're really yeah cool. well, we, well we got all month man it's October maybe we'll do another yeah. one of these we'll bring um, Rambo on too I think I think you and Rambo would really hit it off Vic because you guys both have a love of horror movies um Sure. There, there's a lot. I didn't really like most of the um, most of the Japanese stuff that came over. Because um, uh, remember, there okay. was a there was a run there for a while where they were just doing Japanese yep. movie after Japanese once movie the, remakes. Once the Grudge came out in America and made yeah. a lot of money, it yeah. was like a good five year period where everything was a rip off of the Grudge. Well, yeah, that and like um, I think it all started with The Ring. Um, yes, Ringu and yeah. the Japanese. Yeah, and like. And, I remember people talking to me about that, and I thought they were talking about um, Lord of the Rings, but they were just being nerds and just calling it, have you seen Ring? And I'm like, (laughs) you mean Lord of the Rings? And they're like, no, there's a horror movie. And I'm like, it's not a horror movie. It's like, you know, like like Dungeons and Dragons and shit. Like, and there's a (laughs) Gandalf, yeah. (laughs) Balrog's kind of scary, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. The Ring is a really good movie, though. I'm gonna say that. That See, was on my that was on my list. I think that movie is genuinely scary. It, it's it's freaky, man. The little girl's scary, and she can climb out of your TV. Like, but there but there were so many movies after that where it was like, but it was always like a little Asian girl. Like, why are, <laughs> why are Asian children frightening? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's always like was that, it, that was the... that was brought up in the freaking uh, the cabin in the woods where they had yeah. like the ghost <laughs> and there was like the little Japanese schoolgirls. It's like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a weird horror trope. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's uh, funny, too, because, like, was it The Grudge? Is that the one that had Sarah Michelle Gellar in it? Yes. Yeah. In that movie, at, they, they see the little boy ghost, and the little boy ghost turns and looks at them and meows. And I remember seeing this movie in the theater and laughing out loud, and I couldn't stop laughing. You know, like, when Homer Simpson <laughs> starts laughing, that, like, loud, boisterous laugh? It was like that. And the girl uh, that I was with at the time, like, made me leave the movie. Like, I had to go outside and get, like, a drink because I was laughing so loud. <laughs> it was like... It was like, ooh, I'm a scary little Japanese kid. Meow. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's kind of Steve fun because the ring legitimately scared the crap out of me. Because yeah. at the time, um, I watched it with my high school girlfriend. Um, it was like the middle of the afternoon. And I was thinking like, ah, no big deal, whatever. And at the time, I had my bedroom in the basement. Um, and so I like wake up in the middle of the night. And it, the, you know, the basement subterranean, except for those like thick glass windows at the top of the like the ceiling basically and i wake up in the middle of the night and i'm all groggy or whatever and at the same moment there's a car driving down the road and the lights from the headlights go through the window and reflect right on the tv and i'm like no 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 and i started like freaking out in the middle of it. it's like 3 a.m and i refuse to like watch that movie or think about it ever again but then yeah. uh, later on, I went on a date with a girl and we went and saw The Ring 2. And if you ever want to stop being scared of one horror movie, go see the sequel to that horror movie. Because most of the time you're like, oh, this is dumb. Never mind. I don't care anymore. <laughs> huh. um, <laughs> I, I love when, when things like that happen that really make you like, just like, it just kind of freaks you out because of that one like perfect timing, like, random story so right after um right after 9-11 um i had decided to go on a road trip i had scheduled it before 9-11 happened but like i just happened to leave on 9-11 so like as all the horrible stuff is happening i'm driving from virginia all the way out to idaho right Hmm. um because i have cousins that live out there so it's like maybe september 13th september 14th right and i'm in utah and i'm almost to idaho but it's like two o'clock in the morning and i'm lost and i don't know what to do so 
I just pull over on the side of the road. I lock all my doors. I grab a blanket. I'm like, you know what? It's like 35 degrees outside. I'm going to freeze my ass off, but I'm going to go to sleep. And then I'll wake up and get a fresh start and figure out where I am, right? I go to sleep and I feel like it's been like three or four hours, right? Hmm. But I hear like something like brushing up against my car or touching my car. Uh. And I wake up. And I grab my flashlight that's right next to me, and I shine it out the door, and there's this giant eye right next to my window. Oh, my God. And I lose oh. my shit. I'm like, there's there's a fucking monster out here. There's, like, some chupacabra that followed me from Texas, and it's going to murder me. <laughs> it turns out it turns out that when I had pulled off on the side of the road that I was right next to a cow field. And because my vehicle was warm and these cows were cold, this cow nuzzled up against my car to keep itself warm. And it was a giant cow eye that I was looking at. I would, I would have freaked out. Yeah, I would have. <laughs> it was like five in the morning. I like got in my car and I just drove. Yeah. I was like, I don't even care where the hell I am. I'm just getting the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. oh my god! But like as I as I drove past it, like and I, I turned around and like turned my headlights on because I was like, I have to know what it is. And there was like five or six cows there, and they just were looking at me and they're like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" Yeah. <laughs> like, get a load of this idiot. I bet he's from the East Coast, Pfft, weirdo. Man. Oh, man. Y'all. Was... Yeah, exactly. I bet he says things like y'all, yeah. Oh, man. This was good stuff, guys. Um, sure. I, I want to I wanna thank Steve for, for coming on, man. Like, as always, buddy, thank you for, for doing this and, and putting a really awesome list together. Um, I was wondering, because I had never heard that story about the ring before, and I'm very glad that I've heard it now, because that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, I felt like such an idiot, but at the same yeah. time, like I still remember it, and I'm still scared, so I don't care. Yeah, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm still, I still borderline I'm a little bit frightened by cows. Not gonna lie. Is that um, why you stopped eating? Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if, um, if anything, you should, you should eat more meat. You should get them off the earth. Out of, out of anger and spite. Yeah. This is what you get for nuzzling my car, you butthole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, guys, this was so much fun. Uh, we'll, we'll do this again because, again, I want to bring in Rambo. I want to see what M.T. Brooks has to say about his horror movies. But, Vic, honestly, man, I think you're like our Joe Bob Briggs of GGR, where uh, you're going to be like our horror go-to guy, our monster flick guy. That is a good reference. I will gladly take that. Yeah, so I think you'll be our, our, our go-to guy in, in the month of October here. Um, guys, make sure you check out the website. Um, it's greatgeekrefuge.com. Uh, we've got a ton of articles. We've got a ton of podcasts. Uh, we've got lots of great content that's going to be coming up here soon. Um, we're working on doing something. Um, we're trying to work on a charity event here soon um, for the month of November, I think. And November seems to be like our go-to month where we do all of our nostalgia stuff. But uh, we're gonna we're working on stuff. We're, we're trying to do the – I wouldn't say do the right thing, but like that's one of the things that when we brought GGR back that I was really focused on is I wanted to make this more about giving – to the community and, and, and having a place for everybody to share the nerdy things that they like to talk about. So, um, Steve, next week you're going to have another uh, great geek sheets for us. Um, I know there's a ton of content, so we'll have lots of stuff to talk about. Um, I can't even think of anything else. I'm just this was this was so much fun. I just want to keep talking yeah. about horror movies for like another hour. Um, <laughs> but guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, for Vic, for Steve. My name is Mike Lunsford, and thank you so much for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!